Welcome to our podcast. This is David King. I want to take just a second and thank you for joining us. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. All right. Um, I'm going to take just a second, and I'm a little hoarse, everybody. So that's the reason I come in last minute. I don't want to share in the love today. Uh, but I do want to take just a second, look into the camera, and welcome those of you that are watching online right now at uh, shilohoutreach.com and those of you that are on Facebook Live. And we've actually had, I know, two people who have committed their life to Jesus watching Facebook Live in the last week and a half. And so we are just so excited that you're along for the ride. want to give a big shout out to all of you ladies at our campus at the Claiborne County Detention Center. And then, of course, that wild bunch at the Tazewell location. We are one church wherever you are. So let's do it like you never had before. Come on, everybody. Let's give each other a big hand. <laughs> wow, wow. All right. Well, um, if I, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to need some prayers, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sounding pretty rough today. And, uh, of course, prayers for my wife, who's in worse shape than I am. So, um, But uh, I do want to take a second, a couple of uh, things that's coming up, and talk to you all about it a little bit. Uh, first of all, I want to say I'm going to talk about Israel just for a second. Um, the, um, I want to tell you where we stand on this with Israel uh, and I've, I've, I've done entire messages on this before, uh, but this, this church, you know, far as this one, we do not believe in the replacement theory theology, everybody. I believe that God will keep his promises to Israel just like he's going to keep them to us. Amen. If he don't keep his promises to Israel, we're all in trouble. And so, uh, and what do we do then in that? We, we read Romans 9, 10, and 11. We understand where everything's working and, and how it's working. And, you know, one of the reasons that, the God, that God laid out the end times or, or, or the eschatology in the Bible is so that we could see this and, and see that it's coming. Watch it get closer as the season comes. We won't know the day or the hour, but we'll know the season. You see, and when we see this getting close, closer and closer, we're able to, to be motivated, everybody, to win as many people to Jesus as we possibly can. Amen? I don't want to debate with everybody about pre-mid, pre-mid, post, pan, whatever you believe, you know, all that. I know Jesus is coming back, and I'm going to grab as many people by the hand on the way and lead them there as much as I possibly can. Amen? And we're going to stay focused on that, but we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And it's biblical, and, and, and we love Israel here, and just want to let you know about that and be, us be praying for them. And then the next thing, too, is our trunk or treat coming up. Now, this has been a little bit a point of controversy, some, a trunk or treat has. And, uh, and just, to, just to help you a little bit with that, because I, I had somebody once not long ago ask to, uh, to have their membership uh, withdrawn when they found out that we did a trunk or treat. And, um, and so I, I would like everybody to know that I do know the history of Halloween, by the way. I've done my homework, and uh, I know a little bit about that, and I get it, okay? Um, but uh, a couple years ago, and, and I'll say this, all of my, raising my children, my son, this is just where I've been. I'm talking about my journey here. We never went trick-or-treating. We lived on a farm that was over a mile and off the road, mile and a half off the road, so we didn't have to worry about anybody coming for candy, right? But he, I just didn't. I wouldn't do it and all that and, and stayed away from everything. And about three years ago or so, I just the Lord began to deal with me. 
And, and I, this question come up to me. What would Jesus do? Would Jesus turn out his lights? Would Jesus stay away from all that? Or would Jesus show love in the middle of all that? Now, let me challenge you with something. Last year, I sat over here in the parking lot, and we were at both locations with this trunk or treat. I had these little bracelets, everybody that helps the, for the children, their little glow-in-the-dark bracelets. And I got down on my knees in the gravels, and 800 of them I broke up and twisted into little kids' arms. Put them on there, put them on there, put them on there. I had some help, too. And by the way, if you'd like to be a part of the bracelet crew, I will more than welcome you on board, okay? (laughs) So I got Randy. Randy's helping me. I know Randy. I can count on him. But so I I, I did, and I'll tell you, when when these little kids come up to you, okay, and you know that they don't have nothing, 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 and they're poor, and, they, and, you, and you can see that, and, and you get an opportunity to, to get down there and, and just act like Jesus and, and, and give them something. I'll tell you, it'll, it'll, it'll do something to you. And, 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 you know, last year and now when people come to me and, uh, and, and this opposition about this stuff, and I'm like, folks, we're called to be light in the middle of darkness. We're not called to run from it. We're part, we're part of the solution. And we show people Jesus when we demonstrate love to the world. And I'll tell you, the first time you reach down and do that, and I had one of these little children come up to me and just give me a big hug and said, thank you so much for this. Thank you so much for this. And I just want to just go, oh, Lord, it'll ruin you. I'm serious. It'll ruin you. And we get to be a part of that. You know, and, and all we ask people to do, you know, you just, you, we line the vehicles up and open the trunks and we got a candy out there. You can, there's a chest out there, a big old uh, box out there, both locations. You can put candy in there and, uh, and you get, we can be a part of this together and we can show the love of God to a bunch of little children that may not ever see it. Amen. Amen. So. This is not the last time you're going to hear about it. Wait till, wait till we get started on the Christmas stuff, everybody. We really have some fun then. Okay, I'm going to devote a whole series to this Christmas thing this year. We're going, we're going, we're going to buy over 200 children, or close to $200 worth of Christmas apiece, everybody. Cover this tri-state area. Amen. Somebody give Jesus some praise. Children, children, they... they all, all they know, that if we can give them that view of that God loves them, can you imagine? Change everything, everybody. So there we are with that. Trunk or treat in Israel, got those two things. We're in a series, part two today of a series that we're doing called the Holy Spirit. Now, I can't think of anything uh, more controversial. Matter of fact, I do these on my own now, <laughs> just, to, just to bear the weight of it. I got people that are more than capable, but, uh, but I do this series on my own every year and, uh, because it's just it's controversial. And, and a lot of you, there's reasons for that. There's, there's a little bit of sometimes a fear. And that fear comes from the, some, some of the things maybe that you've seen that scared you. And, and, and so fear, you know, it, it, it can be that or you know, can I speak to the analytical people just for a moment? Those of you that think it through. 
And you, you, you know, everything you know, you know in the word because you can think it through that way. But when it comes to the spirit, that's like the pneuma or the breath of God. It's just he comes and goes as he pleases. And you're not going to always be able to figure out what God is doing. And so it's hard on us if, if you're very analytical, and I am. I've, I've been an electrician most of my life. And, and so I just I understand a circuit and I can see it that way and, and understand that. Some of you are good with numbers and different things and it just makes sense to you. But this is one of those things where that we just have to trust sometimes. It's not going to always make sense. And so today what we're going to do is we're going we're to talk about hearing the voice of God. Does God still speak to us? And if God speaks to us, how do we know that God's speaking to us? That would be the, the question of the day. How would we know that if he's speaking to us, okay? Here's the problem that we run into, and let me get my first point up here, is that we tend to avoid what we're afraid of or what we don't understand. We tend to avoid those things. So what I'm trying to do is, is trying to introduce you to the person of the Holy Spirit. And last week I talked about that. Who is he and what will he do? Part one. Today, part two, hearing the voice of God. Let's look at John chapter 10. As we start off, it says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. Think about this now. We're knowing, we know here that God speaks. The sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. And then 10 goes on to say, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. And so today, we're just going to look at that today and about hearing the voice of the Lord. Um, I want to be honest and upfront with all this so I can lay it all out for you if I can. Um, God speaks, everybody. We, we have a God that speaks. Here's the, here's the problem. <laughs> the problem is, is that I speak to me too. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on now. Don't act all holy like you don't know what I'm talking about. You, you know it's true. David wants something. I hear me loud and clear. I hear my stomach loud and clear at 10 o'clock every night. Come on, somebody. Right? We speak to us. Here's another problem. You ready? The enemy speaks too. So you have, you have three different options there. And how do you know which one? And, and, and the problem is if the enemy is speaking, then we've got this, we, we've got this uh, issue of trying to figure out which one. Nobody wants to follow the enemy. I know that. And, and so we, we had this issue. John, First uh, John explains it to us this way. Dear friends, he said, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Put the test out there. That's what we're going to try to do today is just look at a filter today and do, that we're able to put everything through so that we can determine whether or not it's of God or of the enemy or is it just David speaking to David, you see. So he said, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And that's true, everybody. That was true long before this was written, true when this was written, and true today. There's a lot of false prophets out there. And, and I think the temptation is to believe that God doesn't speak anymore. And, uh, and the reason for that, 
there's several reasons, but one of them is, is that we, we can miss. And I, I want to say this to you. I, I remember the first time I, I, I felt like I just missed the Lord on something. Felt like the Lord had spoke to me about something years ago, and I'd probably been saved a year or two. And I, I can remember feeling just so just down and out over it, you know, like, gosh, I just, I don't, you know, and it just, it just deflated me. And, and the reason for that shows in Proverbs 14 and 12 explains it to us. He says, there's a way that appears to be right, but the end leads to death. And there, so sometimes there's a, there's, there's things that can happen or we can, we can hear the voice of God or think we are, or we can be hearing ourselves and, and kind of get those things confused a little bit. We see through a glass darkly, everybody. But I want to I say this to you today, that just because we can miss doesn't mean that God doesn't speak. God does speak. And hopefully we'll be able to, I, would, I would encourage you to keep these notes for a little bit and just kind of look through this. If you think the Lord is saying something to you, to look through this because what I'm going to say today works 100% of the time. And it comes from experience and it's not all good. It's just times when I've missed it or times when I've seen other people miss it. And those type of things, and we're just kind of going to lay that out. But if you hear the voice, that still small voice, I'm not talking about the voice you're hearing from me right now. See, the Bible says that God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, right? Okay, I have a spirit. That's what, when God speaks to me, he speaks spirit to spirit. That's what we, we call it a still small voice because it, it's like when the apostle Paul heard the voice that nobody else heard the voice, but he did. And, but it's nonetheless clear and God does speak. And so the first question that I ask 100% of the time, the first question is this, does it line up with the Bible? Does it line up with the Bible, everybody? Can I save you some trouble? That lady come up one time and said, God told me to leave my husband. So I'm serious. You laughed. I did too. God told me to leave. I said, no, he didn't. She said, yeah, he did. I said, no, he didn't. Yeah. I said, no. I, I, no. And, and, and we, that's why it's important to know the Bible. That's why it's important to read the Bible. I just did a whole series on this. That's why this is so important because when we hear that voice, does it line up with the Bible? Because God is never going to contradict his word, everybody. Never. And it's so important to understand. Matthew chapter 19, verse 3 and 4, some Pharisees came to him to test him. And they asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? <laughs> and listen to the response here. He says, haven't you read? Haven't you read the word? Don't you know what the word says about it? You see, we can get in a lot of trouble if we don't know God's standard for things, everybody. That's why the word is so important. It's so important because this is the standard. Well, I, I don't know how many times people have come up to me and said, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I'm always very quick to say, you know, I don't have an opinion. My opinion doesn't matter. I can tell you what the Word of God says about it, and that's, that's all I can do. And I don't, I don't veer off of that left or right. I don't make my opinions more important than the Word. Amen? And so we, we, we hold to that standard, you see. Luke chapter 21 and 33 says, 
uh, and though all heaven and earth will pass away, his words will remain forever true. Forever true. It's the standard. And I, I will add this um, before I move on. It's very important to be contextual. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean read the whole chapter and stop pulling a verse out for yourself. <laughs> the, I, I want the one, I, you just find one verse that says, let it be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or whatever. And it, but let's read the whole, be contextual about it. Re, keep it in context and read the whole thing. And I'll tell you, it'll be a, it'll be a, true, a true guide for you every step of the way. The other question that I'll ask myself a lot of times, because sometimes there's, there's things that I'll hear from God and I'll think, well, the Bible really doesn't say anything about it one way or the other. It's not like it's a, a, a moral issue that maybe the Bible deals with or, or something like that, and I'm just not really sure still. Then I, I've got another question that I'll ask myself, and, and here it goes. Will it make me more like Christ? In other words, if I do what I'm hearing... Will this action make me more like him? You see, the goal of Jesus in all of our lives, everybody, is to make, him, make us more like him. That's the goal. And, and um, here's the biggest thing, I think, in this, and this is in my life and in yours as well, is that I'm more like Jesus when there's less of me and more of him. You know, just to be delivered from self, everybody, is the, it's the greatest thing in life, to be delivered. Will it make me more like Christ? Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 says it this way. In your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, he says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought and make it obedient. In other words, we take captive every thought that comes our way because every thought that comes our way may not be good. Oh, it's so quiet in here today. Nobody has a bad thought. I'm in the wrong crowd here. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> we take captive every thought because every thought may not be good. Okay, here we go. And, and so we, we take captive those thoughts, watch this, and we bring our thoughts in submission to Christ, you see. We bring those into submission to him. In other words, it's the filter that we put everything through. We ask ourselves, does it line up with the Bible, first of all? Is the standard, is it, is it right? Because his word doesn't contradict itself. And then the second thing is, is that it, will it make me more like him? You see, I always ask what the outcome's going to be. And then the third one is this. The third one is, does godly counsel agree? Now, this is important to kind of understand what I mean by this. Does godly counsel agree? Because you can have godly counsel that's wrong. But it's hard for two to be wrong. See, in order for them to agree, there needs to be more than one. Sometimes we'll go to somebody and they're godly. That's not the issue. But they just know a little too much. Come on. <laughs> right? They, did, they just know a little too much about the situation or whatever. And, 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 I've, and I, just like all of us, they can miss too. But does godly counsel agree, you see? I, I had um, 
all kinds of situations take place over the years. I've been here a long time. And, uh, and one of the things I've noticed is this, is that whenever we get ready to do what we want to do, knowing that it's not a good idea and knowing deep down that it's not God, usually we won't talk to anybody about it. Like that's the day you elope. Come on, somebody. Because you know what the answer is going to be. If you was to ask godly counsel, they're going to be like, and instead, we're like, well, I get to do what I want to do here and so, and just go with it. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15, okay? He said, the way of fools seems right to them. It seems right. But the wise listen to advice. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20. Listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. I love that. To be able to listen to advice of others. And to accept discipline, in other words, if they tell you that's a dumb idea, don't get mad and run off and leave. Think about it for just a minute because it might be. He says, listen to advice, accept discipline. At the end, you'll be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. It's his purpose that prevails. And then the fourth thing here, and I love this one, is do I have peace? Let me, let me explain this one for just a minute. When we give our lives to Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit living in us. That's been a thing. I've asked this question so many times. Do I get the Holy Spirit when I get saved? If you do not have the Holy Spirit living in you, you're not saved. That's, that's what, that, see, that's how he leads and guides us in all matters of truth and righteousness is the Holy Spirit living in us. That's what brings convictions that's why we say that when a person is born again, you'll never be happy doing the wrong thing again. Can you choose to do it? You can, but you'll never be happy there. And, and, and so we have the Holy Spirit living in us. If he is a counselor, if Jesus is the Prince of Peace, that means the Prince of Peace is living in us. And if he is guiding us towards something, then our question becomes this. Do I have peace about it? I don't know how many times somebody have said to me, I've, I've got this decision to make and I'm, I'm kind of battling a little bit with it and I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should go in this direction or not go in this direction. And, and you're just constantly in it. And I just asked them the question. I said, well, do you have, what do you have, do you have peace about it? Well, I, last time I talked to somebody, they said, well, I don't really have peace about it. I'm just struggling. And I said, well, then just don't. Follow peace. The Lord lives in you. He's the prince of peace. Follow peace, you see. And I tell you, I, I, I've made I don't know how many decisions that way and decisions in the church that way. And, and I, I've learned this over time. And this is this, it's the same in my life as it is in yours. People will push. People will push their ambition on you. They'll push their agenda on you. They'll push their desires on you. They'll push their will on you. But the Lord draws us, everybody. People push, and God pulls, you see. He leads us along. Big difference between the two. And so if you're feeling pushed in a certain area, and you're, just, you're not sure what to do, but you just feel the pressure, and it's easy. I'm going to give you a word that's just going to help you so much. Just know. I do it all the time. 
I need an answer today, Pastor. Okay, well, good. No, then. That's your answer. If I don't have time, the Lord, listen, the Lord is not going to push you into something. And if you've got these voices going on and you've got yourself saying things and you've got, you got, you know, and you've got God maybe trying to speak to you. And then over here, you've got the enemy trying to derail you. Follow peace. If you follow peace, you'll follow the Lord 100% of the time. You know, I was thinking a minute ago about uh, godly counsel agree. Uh, so I was, you know, saved at 32. I've told you all that a lot. And uh, it was later on in life. Didn't know a Bible verse or anything. And I just spent the first four years just studying the Bible. That's all I did was just study. Had great teachers and stuff. And, and just different. And I felt after a while the call to be a pastor. But I really didn't know how that would work out. I struggled, you know, with what, how it was going to work out. I didn't know. And uh, I was learning to wait and learning to be patient and learning to, to die to self so that I could hear the voice of God clearly and so that my will would not be pushing all the time against that. And, and, and God was working on me through that process, you know, and breaking me. Um, uh, so I get this opportunity. This church calls me and said, um, we need a pastor and, and we believe that you're it. I said, well, okay, I, you know, will, will you come and preach for us on Sunday? I said, sure, I'll come, you know. I mean, I'm, I don't know what door God's going to open, so I just go. And then right after that, a week later, another church called me. That was away from here. And uh, we need a pastor, and you're it. I got two it's now, everybody. How many of you know somebody's wrong? Right? Gotta be. And so, uh, and so, I don't know what to do. And, and I remember I went to the second one, and, and there, they, uh, it was going pretty well. I, went that, I did about four or five services there on Sundays. And the fifth Sunday, it was like all kinds of people showed up, and there were people around the, the walls, standing up on the walls in the back. And I thought, this has got to be the Lord. I, I just knew it was the Lord. And I, I went and talked to my godly counsel. I had counsel. People that were overseers in my life, spiritual overseers. And I went and talked to them, and, and they said, um, listen, we love you, and we know God's got a call for you, and we know that. We're not, we don't know what it is, but this is not it. And it wasn't just one of them. It was all of them said the same thing. And I'm going to tell you, I was crushed. I was crushed because in me, I wanted to go. I wanted to get on with I wanted to start doing what I felt like God had called me to do. I wanted to do that. And I, I remember it was a Wednesday night. We had services on Wednesday night back then. And I, I remember I just, I told my wife, I said, just take the kids if you don't care and go to church. I just want to be by myself. And I remember going out on the deck there and just weeping. I was just heartbroken. But I knew to listen to godly counsel and I knew there was a peace problem. I just couldn't get past it, you see. I tried, and I just I, I couldn't get past that. And so the struggle, there it was. And then, you know, time goes by. I go back and just to, to my home church. I sit in the seat. I don't do anything. Uh, and a year goes by, nothing. No more opportunities. Two years go by, nothing else, no opportunities. And then one day I'm sitting at the beach, minding my own. 
How many of you know when you're at the beach, you mind your own? Huh? Is there anything that can peace be still you more than water? I don't know what it is. I love it. Almost as much as my wife. We are, you know, and so I'm just sitting there minding my own. I'm not praying about anything. I'm not thinking about anything. Two years have went by since all that. And I'm just sitting there. Listening to the water. And I, I remember all of a sudden that still small voice. Monday when you get back, you're going to get a phone call. This is what the Lord said to me. And they're going to ask you to come here and pastor this church, and I want you to go. And I thought, well, that's not hard, right? Because if this is the Lord, all I got to do is Monday wait on a phone call. I don't have to call anybody. I don't have to do anything. I'll just wait. And, and so Monday, I get off vacation. I leave and come home on a Saturday evening. Um, might have been Sunday. And then Monday morning, 9 o'clock, my phone rings, everybody. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, we'd like to have a meeting with you this evening. I said, yeah, I'll be there. I walk in, and there's five of me in there, and they said, um, do you know why you're here? I said, as a matter of fact, I do. They said, what is it? They said, I said, you're going to ask me to be the pastor here, and the Lord told me to do it. And they just all grinned real big, and there we are. That's 15 years ago, everybody. But I had, there was a big difference. Godly counsel agreed. I had peace, too, every step of the way. And I'm going to tell you, my first two years here was not fun. Can I just be honest? It was not fun. I had a vision that was different, and things had to change. There was a lot of changes made and all of that kind of stuff, and it was hard. And, and add to that ingredient a pastor that doesn't know what he's doing. Come on. I mean, that's a, there's another problem. When I came, I rated myself as a 4 out of 10. After the first year, I realized it was minus four. <laughs> that I still, <laughs> you think I'm joking, everybody, but I laugh because it's true. Jerry Clower said there's nothing funnier than the plain truth, and that's it. And um, so do you have peace? You can follow peace. And if there's something going on inside of you, if there's a check in there and it just doesn't feel right, then just call a time out. And allow God to lead you, you see, and draw you into that. 1 Corinthians 14, 13. I got to hurry, which means you all got to listen really quick, okay? For God is not the God of disorder, but the God of, everybody say it with me, peace. He's the God of peace. And that's as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Here we go. Don't be anxious about anything. There you go. If you take that word and you just, if you feel anxious about something, I just, listen, call a time out. And I say that according to God's word. Just call a time out. And say, I'm not going to be rushed or pushed into anything. I'm going to wait on the leading of the Lord. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. You can present them that way. And then watch this. And the peace of God. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding. See, when your understanding is confused and you're not sure what it is and what's going on and you just feel confused. Remember, God's not the author of confusion, right? So, so, but if you're feeling that way, remember, it's the peace of God that will, it will go over that. It will pass all that up beyond that. And it'll guard your heart, everybody. Listen to me, young folks, for just a minute. Can I talk to you? Don't follow your heart. 
If you follow your heart, you'll follow it off of a cliff. Come on, somebody. Don't do that. Follow the voice of the Lord and the word of God. Can somebody say amen? Uh, My name is David. I'm here to help you today. Be your friend. So let me give you three things really quick, okay? I got to finish this quickly. How do we do it? You say, well, I've never heard the voice of God, or I don't, I just, I've never heard that still, small voice, and I want to try to just set up some things here to help you a little bit with hearing that, okay? And the first one is this. It's to tune in to God every day. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not the person that beats up on all the social medias and TVs and all that, and it's the devil and all that. It's not the devil. It's neutral, everybody. I'll tell you what it is for sure, though. It's distracting. I'm just talking about me. You don't have to amen me. I was just thinking about me. It's distracting. And it's hard to hear the voice of the Lord when you've got all those other voices in there. It's hard to tune into it. It's hard to get a hold of that when the world is just speaking so loudly. You know, I I don't watch the news, everybody. I just don't because I've read the word of God and I know how it's going to all end. And as I see all of this stuff happening and the closer we get to everything, and we are. I know you've been hearing that for a long time. Trust me on this. We are getting closer to this. It is winding down, everybody. But we don't have, listen, we're not people that that worry or have despair over this. No, 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 no. I have the confidence that because God said it was going to happen, he has everything under control. And I don't have to have all those outside words coming in, distracting me from hearing the word of the Lord. Amen. John chapter 10 says it this way. It says when, when he gets them all out, he leads them and they follow because they're familiar to his voice. So the more time you spend with God, the more familiar his voice will be. Listen, my wife, if my wife calls me, I don't have to ask who it is. You know what I'm saying? I know who it is. Talk to her every day, all the time. The second thing here is this, to tune out things that oppose God. Oh, this one's tough. Can I I get on my soapbox for just a minute? I won't stay long because I'm out of time. I got it. I got to hurry. We, we, uh, listen, too many things in our life have become okay, and they're not okay. Somebody said, well, pastor, I, I, I can look at that. That doesn't bother me. Well, that's the problem, friend, is the things that should be bothering you, they don't bother you anymore. My name is David. I know my wife right now is saying smile. Okay, I'm smiling. But I'm telling you, we need to cut some things out of our life. Everybody, we are called to be ye holy for he is holy and that has not changed. So everything is not okay. John chapter 10 verse 5 says it this way. They won't follow a stranger's voice and they'll scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. It's just not right, you see. And then the final thing is this. It's to take steps toward what God has spoken. (laughs) I've raised a house full of kids, everybody. You tell them to take out the trash, right? What do you do if you tell them to take out the trash and then they come back 15 minutes later and they ask you, well, what do you want me to do now? And you look over and the trash is still there. (laughs) Some of you laugh real quick. It was you, wasn't it? You did that. You you look around and you just, yeah, you're like, well, I don't have any further instructions because you've not obeyed the last one. 
So I'll tell you, sometimes we don't need to hear from the still small voice. Sometimes we need to read his word and obey what he's already said to do. It's quiet in here today, everybody, is it? Come on, Taz, well, I know you're rowdy. We obey what he said. And then we can expect to hear the still small voice to, to take us further, you see. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. They follow me. Let me ask you something. And I'm going to say this to those of you, especially Facebook Live right now. Those of you at ShilohOutreach.com, Taswell, ladies at the Claiborne Detention Center, all of you in here. Because I know this. God's dealing with some of you right now. He's dealing with you. I don't know who you are. People think I know all that stuff, but I don't know who you are. But you do. You 100% know who you are. And you've been running from God and running from God and, and, just, and I don't know, maybe worried about maybe God expecting something from you that you can't do or, or, or just worried about what it's going to be like and all of that. Maybe today's just the day where you just simply need to surrender. Just say yes to him and surrender and follow him, you see. And to the person right now that's rolling this over, because there is somebody, oh, I've went too far. Well, see, what's really happening is that you've made more of your sin than the cross of Jesus. Let me assure you that what he did for us is more powerful than anything you have done. And if you're here today and God's dealing with you, let me assure you, you've not went too far. The blood is more powerful than anything else, more powerful than our past. Let me ask you something. There have been a time in your life, let's, let's break this down, not just to knowing about it because you've heard it before. Has there ever been a time in your life when you confessed your sins and you walked away different? Has there ever been a time in your life when you walked away forgiven and free, different? A friend of mine a couple of weeks ago he said, I was watching on Facebook Live, and I, he said, I give my life to Jesus. I said, that's awesome. I was so happy for him. And he looked at me, and he said, I've been different ever since. How about you? I'm going to give you an opportunity right now, those of you watching online at, at all the campuses in here. Have you ever surrendered your life to Jesus? Have you ever had that moment? We're going to say a prayer together, and we do that because we're family. We do that because we're family, and I don't want you to be alone. You're not alone. But if you'd like to be a part of that prayer, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. And if you would, at all of our locations, would you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a minute? Let's give everybody a moment right now, a private moment. Can we do that? Just give everybody a private moment right now between them and God. If God's dealing with you right now and you want to be a part of that prayer that we're all going to pray together, I'm not going to embarrass you or 
stand you up or none of that kind of stuff. I'm not going to do anything like that. All I'm going to do is just, we're going to say a prayer together. And I'll give you some next steps, things that'll help you at the end of the service. But if you want to be a part of that prayer right now, no matter where you are right now, would you do this before God? Would you just slip your hand up and say, that's me. God bless you. I see you. Anybody else? So proud of you. Tazel location right now. Ladies at the detention center, so proud of you. Those of you watching online right now, wow. Let's do this right now. Let's all pray this prayer together. Just like family, would you do that? Lord Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And today I will believe that the price you have paid on the cross is more than enough for the sins I have committed. Today, I will trust you as both Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Would you do that? <laughs> awesome, awesome. Stand with me. Stand with me if you would. We've got a baptism right now. Everybody, I'm so excited about this. They're going to come on up and get ready for that. And we're just going to go into worship one more time here. And let's do this. Let's just, let's just give God our, our devotion, our hearts right now. Let's focus. Let's do this. Let's just focus all of our attention on him. I know the world is, everything's coming at us. I know it is. But what if we just took a moment and we focus all of our attention on the Lord right now. Let's do that right now as we worship him.
lift up our voices and sing this together. No, no one else can touch my heart like you do. I can search for all eternity long and find there is none like you. Those of you that made your decision today, I want to take just a second and, and speak to you about the growth track. We have at the first of the month, we have a way for you to get connected called growth track. You can learn about the vision of the church, the government of the church, the way everything that we do, what we believe, all of that, so that you can make an informed decision. You're not a member because you come. You're just informed so you can decide whether or not this is the place for you. That happens at the first Sunday of every month down here at the gym or at the Tazewell location after the first service in the sanctuary. So we do that every time. Also, if you made the decision today to accept Jesus, we have a book that we would love to give you. If you would come up and just seek uh, Adam, he'll be here in the front ready to pray. And if you have any questions at all about that or you would like that book or you'd like to learn more about water baptism, we have different booklets that we can give you today. They're, they're free, no charge at all. We'll just give them to you and that'll help you in this next step process. The word disciples, when he told us to go and make disciples, the word in the Greek is mathesis. It's where we get the word math, Okay. And it means to learn one step at a time. So don't, don't be afraid of the, of the five steps ahead of you. Just take the one step ahead of you, one step at a time, and let the Lord do something that he so desires to do in our heart and, and, and change us. Amen? And so we're going to be receiving our offering in a minute. And if you're a guest today, we don't want to put any pressure on you whatsoever to give. I appreciate all of you. Your faithfulness to give is just unparalleled in this church. I, I really can't say enough about it. And we are, we're working hard toward our children's ministries. And, and we give and, and we do all of those things. And we steward everything to the very best of our ability and so I'm thankful for your giving but no pressure on those of you that are guests today for that at all and so they're going to be at the back here to be able to do that they also put some ways to give up there which uh, I think about 60 percent or 70 right now this church gives online and so it's, but it's however you want to do that um, there's a mail-in there's options back here there's also a slot at the information desk that you can drop things in there as well if you want to do that and so any questions at all we're gonna put Adam will be up here in the front I'm not really getting close to people today because I obviously don't need to be everybody and so um, but but he'll be right here to answer any of the questions that you might have okay so let me pray over you before we go Lord right now I thank you so much so much Lord for what you're doing in the lives of people changing lives, Lord, restoring lives, restoring marriages, 